Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by the captain of the Worcester State women's hockey team, Kylie and Kelly. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Kylie, and how's everything going? Everything's going well. How about you? I'm doing well. Obviously, like we talked before, we're in the middle of a thunderstorm right now, but I feel like things should go well with this interview uh, just because there hasn't been any too many thunder strikes in the last few minutes. So, Yeah, I agree with you. I've heard anything either. Well, how has your summer been going for you so far? And I guess what have you been up to since graduating Worcester State? Yeah, so my summer's been going pretty well so far. Um, I just got out of school, so I'm just kind of winding down the things. I was working in an elementary school for a little bit, doing some Title I reading with some first graders and kindergartners. So some very beneficial work, I would say. So I just got done with that. Classes ended in about like March. So I've been done with those for a little while now. And then I've kind of just been working a little bit with um, my club hockey team, which is WC Swans, which is a club girls hockey program that we do um, summer tournaments. So that's starting to pick up. So I've been doing that a little bit. That's awesome. And I guess, like, uh, is that what you're planning to do uh, next year since, obviously, uh, you're, you have no more years of eligibility in college hockey? Yeah, so I'm definitely – that's so, like, that's my summer plan so far. And I actually just accepted a job at um, Amherst College as the women's ice hockey assistant coach. Oh, so nice. I'll be doing that. Thank you. So I'll be doing that next winter. That's awesome. Well, that's a fun division to, or conference to play in in D3, I think. I think the last few national championships outside of last year have played in that conference. So uh, that should be fun to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to join the team. Well, let's transition now and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today. Uh, So doing research on yourself, it says you're from Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. So talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, absolutely. So um, grew up in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts, still live here now, actually moved back here after my college years just to save a little bit of money. I'll probably move out towards Amherst when everything works out. But living here my whole life, I started playing hockey because I was at the rink a lot with my brother, just watching him play. He's two years older than me. So one day I just kind of looked at my mom and dad and said, want to get out there, try this out. And I, they said, all the power to you, put me on some skates and gave me a stick and been no different ever since. Who was your favorite player growing up? If I had to guess, it was probably somebody on the Bruins, but I could be wrong. So, <laughs> no, you're dead on. Yeah, I'm definitely born and raised in Massachusetts, been a Bruins fan my whole life. So, definitely a diehard Bergeron fan. Just love his work in the D zone as a defenseman myself, personally. And then just somebody that I loved growing up watching was Tim Thomas as well. Just loved him and then just very entertaining. That's awesome. Do you think Bergeron's coming back next year or do you think uh, he played his final game with the Bruins? I really hope so, but I'm debating that he's probably done. So I'm sad about that, but fingers crossed that he comes back next season. I feel like he's probably done too, based on the way he was reacting um, at that game. But you will see because I thought he might have been done last year as well, and that wasn't the case. So I feel like it's one of those things where I wouldn't be surprised of whatever happens next. I agree. And obviously, Tim Thomas, like, love the guy, but I was a Tuka Rask guy, so um, it sucks that he never could win a cup um, as a starter, but it was still fun to watch him for the last 10 years, so. Absolutely, I agree with you. Now, before Worcester State, uh, you played for your high school in Shrewsbury, Uh, so just talk about your high school hockey experience and uh, what you took away from it. 
Yeah, absolutely. So playing for Shrewsbury, I actually started in the seventh grade playing for the high school team. So that was definitely an adjustment as a little um, 12 year old playing with uh, 18 year olds. So definitely a big adjustment for me there, but it was an awesome experience because it was just a great way to integrate myself into the high school and just playing on the program for six for six years was an awesome experience. And not a lot of people got to do that. So it was a great um, experience for me. Now, how did your time in high school hockey help prepare you for college hockey? I think it helped me tremendously. I think that Central Massachusetts is a huge hockey pool for not only men's hockey, but also women's hockey, especially now in the past couple of years, it's really grown and developed into something really special and great. So it's unlike anything anywhere else. But I think that it just really helped me just integrate myself into college hockey immediately almost. Something that kind of stuck with me my freshman year is what my coach told me. Um, Eliza Kelly, she said that uh, a lot of people, it takes little time to transition into college hockey, but I kind of just picked it up immediately, which was kind of a little bit different. She said, usually it takes freshmen a couple months to kind of transition into the speed, develop into the physicality, but she said it kind of just fell into my groove, which was interesting to hear. What's the dynamic like as a seventh grader when you're with juniors and seniors in high school? That's got to be an adjustment in itself as well, but I feel like that helps prepare you for college hockey as well, because when you're a freshman, you're with like 23, 22-year-olds as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely um, an interesting transition as um, somebody who didn't know a lot about like what high school entailed and stuff like that. So a lot of things that were happening in the locker room was kind of like a culture shock almost. But like you said, it helped me develop into that college athlete, not only in the locker room, but on the ice as well. It helped me to just pick up that physicality a little bit sooner than I probably would have if I wasn't playing when I was in seventh grade. So. What's your best uh, high school hockey memory when you look back on it today? My best high school hockey memory? Um, probably there was one practice that I vividly remember. I think it was my junior year of high school. We were practicing normal practice and the rink electricity actually went out. So all the rink lights went out, but our coach decided that we needed to keep practicing because it was playoff season. So he propped one of the doors open and it was like the tiniest little sliver of light that we could see. And practice just kept going and it was probably pretty dangerous, but we just kind of kept it light, kept it a slow practice. And it was probably one of the most memorable things that everybody on the team would say they remembered. I feel I hope you guys won that playoff game if you're practicing in the dark, especially in the wintertime when there's like no sun outside. Yeah, it was definitely an experience and we actually did end up winning the game. So it was fun. That's good. At least it worked out. Uh, which rink uh, got the power shut off? Did you practice at Buffoni, I assume? I'm trying to think what's near Shrewsbury. Um, we actually practiced in North Star. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Well, um, yeah, no, that's uh, that's a fun memory for sure. Um, let's transition now to the next question, which is about your recruiting process. Uh, so actually one more question about the high school hockey thing. Uh, just talk about the Massachusetts high school hockey scene and what's it like being a player in that atmosphere, especially uh, a girls player, because at least from my perspective, I feel like I don't remember any girls hockey teams in Central Mass when I was there. And I'm just curious what it was like from your perspective, this that sort of thing. I feel like it felt to me a lot of the best girls hockey was sort of in those prep schools um, out east of the state. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's actually kind of cool because our high school, the high school that I just personally went to, Shrewsbury High School, the girls actually just won the division state championship for D1. So that's very exciting. So it's just awesome to see the girls programs really just developing from my perspective, just being out for five years and just watching that program grow. 
But otherwise, I think that Central Mass in general is kind of an interesting way because at Shrewsbury Wise, we co-op with a bunch of different schools. So it's Shrewsbury, Wachusett, and Westboro, I believe now it is. I think it's only those three schools, but it was a couple others back when I was in high school, just because there aren't as many girls that play high school hockey. And um, they obviously, when they go to high school, they sometimes go to those prep schools, so numbers drop. Um, but other than that, I think you're right with the prep school thing. The higher competition is definitely there. But with the last couple of years, I think it's been awesome to see like the public schools develop into something great and amazing that are now competing with these prep schools. That's good. That's good to hear, too, because I think it just helps the um, state of hockey, in my opinion, in Massachusetts grow even more. So um, now let's get to your recruitment process. So originally uh, you played for Becker College uh, for three years. So talk about your recruiting process there. And I guess what made you want to go to that school versus other ones you might have looked at? Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of a funny situation, actually. So when I was a senior in high school, I wasn't actually planning on playing any sports when I was going to college. I was kind of just going to go to college, to go to college, get my degree, have some fun, party. So I was actually planning on just going to a Florida school and going to UTAMP and just having a good time. But at the end of my high school year, my last game was actually we lost in double overtime with, I think, 39 seconds left on the clock. So it's just something that I remember vividly going into the locker room and remember my assistant coach, who is Raymond Rowe, who is also the coach at Becker College. He always told me that if I ever wanted a spot at Becker, that I would always have a home there. And by that point, I was a senior senior year. It was March by that point. All the recruit spots were pretty much filled for the that class that I was graduating with. So I pretty much just looked at my assistant coach, said, I want the opportunity to continue to play because I don't want to stop playing hockey. And I just kind of took it and grabbed by the horns and went to Becker. That's awesome. What was your experience uh, like there, um, uh, both on and off the ice uh, for the three years um, when you played there? Um, so the experience was awesome. I loved the atmosphere. It was definitely a smaller school, which I enjoyed. Kind of like an everybody knew everybody feel. The professors were awesome. The professors definitely got to know you personally, which I liked. You can kind of go with them with any problems, especially as an athlete playing three sports. It really helped me just be able to balance and develop and just be able to get those personal relationships if I was going to miss a class or whatnot. But off the ice, I think that's how it developed me. It just really pushed my relationships and my connections with people. And then on the ice, I think it was just a very significant grow from my freshman to junior year. Freshman year, we only won three games. It was very, not a low atmosphere climate, but definitely like, like dwelling on the losses. We had a lot of seniors that were graduating. I think we had nine seniors that were leaving us that year. So it was going to be a big, big rebuilding year the next year coming up. So it was just a big gap. And then by our, my time my junior year rolled around, I was the assistant captain. And it was just kind of this amazing kind of switch in roles almost that we finally got this newly fresh team into this almost like veteran team because it only been like a year and a half of us being together and we went from only winning about three games to winning eight which isn't doesn't seem like that much but in hockey wise in a season that's actually pretty significant now what was actually the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey um, during your freshman and sophomore years um, the biggest adjustment I would have to say was definitely transitioning from field hockey to hockey because I did play three different sports. So I would have to transition from my field hockey season right into hockey season. And with NCAA sports, you have to practice at least five times before you can play in a game. So that was something that I definitely struggled with. I would have to go from a field hockey practice right to a hockey practice so that 
I would get those five practices in before I before the hockey season started so I could jump right in right when my field hockey season ended. So that was definitely a struggle, just balancing, just moving right from my body and from running right to skating on the ice. I feel like outside of the skating, though, it's pretty similar with like the stick handling and stuff, at least from my perspective. Obviously, I never played field hockey, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little different because there's no lefties in field hockey. So that's definitely a different aspect, but pretty much everything else is pretty similar. Now, unfortunately, Becker College went bankrupt, and that meant the program uh, went away. Um, and that means you were you're pretty much your entire team was forced to change schools just from the reading that I did. Um, so how did you sort of handle that um, challenge of sort of your school going away? And um, how have you sort of like, how did it make you like, I guess, what did you guess you learned from that experience um, before you went to Worcester State, especially since it was during COVID and all that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So it was definitely a big surprise to all of us. It was kind of the middle of our season. We kind of got this email that was kind of questionable about our school closing. We didn't know if it was actually going to close. So it was a lot of weary, questionable decisions. No one knew what was going to happen. So a lot of uncertainty, especially in a time of uncertainty in the world. So just adding on top of that was a lot of stress and pressure. But it was kind of a weird situation how it all unfolded and happened. Um, so we were kind of joking around about Worcester State and about how they didn't have a women's team. And we were talking with our coach one day, a couple of us juniors, and we were like, hey, like, it'd be kind of funny if we just up and rooted over to Worcester State. And our coach actually reached out to Worcester State athletic director, and he loved the idea. He wanted to start a women's team back when they started the men's team and moved to the Worcester Ice Center. They just didn't have enough locker rooms. So once Becker closed, the locker room was obviously open. So Worcester State was able to move us right into there and just pretty much rebranded us and switched the logo around. That's awesome. So was there like any transfer process for you going to Worcester State or was it pretty sort of a seamless transition from Becker to WSU? Um, so it was actually pretty nice. Um, what they did with for Becker students since they were so local in the area, all the Worcester, Worcester State or Worcester area schools um, like Assumption, um, Clark, they took in the Becker students who needed a place to like finish their degree or needed a place to transfer. So it was very easy for any Becker students to go to WSU, Clark, or Assumption just based off of their acceptance of us, which was really nice. Now, did you look at, you didn't look at, I'm assuming you didn't look at any schools outside of Worcester State um, when you were making that transition based on sort of your coach uh, finding a way to get the program to go there, if, if I'm correct. Yeah, no, um, I was pretty much just planning on going to Worcester State either way if the hockey team was going to work out or not, because it was just my last year. I didn't really want to integrate myself into a new program as a captain the past year. I didn't want to like kind of figure out my way into a new program, just kind of wanted to finish out my degree and just get done. But since that all worked out, I wasn't going to go anywhere else that my coach wasn't going to go because she's awesome and amazing. So I'm glad that she ended up it all worked out and our team uprooted that. Now, you guys play in the ECHA, and doing some research, it seems like a brand new conference that started up a few years ago. So just talk about playing in that conference and just the teams that you face um, each game. Yeah, absolutely. So the conference is pretty small. It only consists of WSU, Anna Maria, Assumption, and Riviera. So there's only four teams in our division, and it's an independent division because we're all kind of newly founded schools who can't really find our way into a league yet because we haven't been established yet. So as we establish ourselves, hopefully Worcester State will eventually go into a league that is, isn't that one. But 
hopefully that's soon to come. But other than that, it was a great experience. It was obviously kind of interesting dynamic playing. One was obviously a club team, which was Assumption. So we would have to play a club game, which was kind of different and interesting. So we would only play club rules, which we would have two refs on the ice. We wouldn't do any starting um, lineup, no national anthem. It was kind of just like a regular high school game. We would do one ice cut in between the second and third period. So it was definitely an interesting dynamic playing them. But then when they came to us, we would play a normal NCAA game. So it was definitely a little bit of a culture shock going there and playing them at Buffoni, but it was definitely interesting and fun in a way. That's awesome. So I know they're moving to D1 next year. So is there going to be three teams in the conference on next season or are they adding another team? So they're actually going to split. So there'll still be an Assumption Club team and then there'll also be a D1 Assumption team. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's good. And obviously in your first year with Worcester State, you guys won the ECHA championship over Ana Maria. I want to ask you sort of what were emotions were you going through after winning that championship, especially with everything that sort of happened to your team with the pandemic, with the school getting shut down? Uh, What was that championship like uh, for your team winning that after everything you guys went through? I think it was just honestly just what we all needed pretty much after we went through all that uncertainty. Um, we worked so hard to just really develop that team and really make sure that we all felt included in that transition over to Worcester State and that nobody felt forced to do that. We had a couple people that left, which we were absolutely fine with, and we supported them in their decisions. But we were just happy that everybody else decided to come over and just continue to build this culture that we started at Becker and just bring it right over and become Lancers. So I think that that was a really great transition for us, not only being in the same city but also just being in the same rank the same atmosphere the same group so I think that really helped our culture just build and develop into something greater than it could have been at Becker. Now you were named captain of the team uh, this past season what was it like being the captain of Worcester State and I guess talk about your leadership style were you more of a vocal leader or lead by example type of player? Yeah absolutely so I was captain assistant captain at Becker my junior year and then I was captain my senior year in this past year, my fifth year. And it was just an awesome experience. Um, I loved it. I'm definitely a lead by example type of person and not really a vocal type of person. Kind of lead that to my other co-captains, Claire Conway and Katie Pumala. So definitely shout out to them for being the more vocal parts of the captain wise. But I definitely like to get out of the ice early, make sure that everybody sees that, make sure that everyone knows that I'm putting in the extra effort. I obviously will get vocal if I need to. There's definitely been points where I have to do that. But it's reasonable. I need to do that. It's understandable. But definitely like to lead by example, like to put in the time off the ice, show people that putting time in the gym is more is important just as on the ice. So now you guys got to play at the DCU Center this past year. I know the game didn't go your way, but just talk about uh, that experience for your team, especially since it seemed like it was a hockey fight cancer night, I assume, based on the pink jerseys that you guys were wearing on the photos that I saw. Yeah, absolutely. It was a Hockey Fights Cancer Night. So it was a breast cancer awareness game. So we got those jerseys and we auctioned them off. So anybody that wanted to purchase, so anybody that wanted to purchase them could purchase them after the game. And then the bidding could go as high as it could. And then whoever got the highest bid won, which was really awesome. And then all the proceeds went into a cancer foundation, which was awesome. And then just playing at the DCU Center, I've obviously been in Central Mass for my whole life. And then Shrewsbury, we always played Algonquin at the DCU Center every year. So nothing new to me, but it was definitely awesome in the college atmosphere life just for bringing all those college students in 
and just having the both men's teams there, which was really cool. It was an awesome atmosphere. And also just seeing the other girls in the team that haven't experienced that big stadium feel before. It was awesome to have them do that and have them experience that. It was cool to watch them, their eyes light up and just have them have that experience. Now in your final college hockey game, you beat Ana Maria again to win another ECHA uh, championship. Uh, what did winning that championship mean to you, especially since that was your final game in college hockey? And like you mentioned before, your final high school hockey game uh, was a heartbreaking loss. So to finally end up, end your hockey career on a good note must have felt really good and sort of a great way to sort of close that chapter of your career. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great way, especially like you said, ending my high school career, definitely not the way we expected to end it. Um, it was a great way to just end my hockey career and just solidify that, all right, I might be done with hockey, but it's nice to end with a championship win under my belt. And it was just great to do that with a great team and a great culture that um, I couldn't have asked for anything better, honestly. The girls were amazing, and I just can't wait to see that program continue to grow, and I can't wait to see what that team does next year. Uh, what will you take away from your college hockey experience at Worcester State slash Becker? Um, I'll definitely take away all the friendships. We were a big family there. Um, just building the team from the ground up at Worcester State is something that I'll probably never forget. Just coming in as that senior um, captain was definitely an experience in its own. Just making sure that everybody knew what they needed to do, which was hard for me because I was also a transfer student myself and I was learning the roots myself. So trying to guide people that I, what I was, I didn't know what I was doing. So trying to guide people and helping them was definitely a difficult and interesting aspect. So I think that that's definitely going to help me later in life to just push through and power through any sort of speed bumps in the road. So we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment, where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. First one is, what music uh, do you like to listen to? Um, I like to listen to country. I'm a big country girl. And then an artist I've recently liked to start listening to is Nick D. I've been really listening to his um, new album, Like Honey, his specific song, like um, Dopamine Hit. I really like a lot. That's awesome. What is your most embarrassing hockey moment? most embarrassing hockey moment um probably this past season we um didn't we had a mandatory non just open ice skate you didn't have to go if you wanted my coach specifically told me not to go because I was injured but I'm a captain I like to lead by example so I went out there I only put on my helmet gloves skates and I was skating around I already had a bum knee I was doing some edge work and I ended up falling in front of all of my teammates right on that bum knee and everybody on the ice I could just hear the echo oh, here we go so it was probably the most embarrassing thing that could have ever happened because I got immediately off the ice and had to go see the trainer. So it was just an embarrassing moment for me. That's tough. What, did you able to like get that fixed and play the game? Yeah, we were able to figure it out, and I was able to play that weekend. So we were good. That's good. That's good. That's that's not least. That's a that's it. Could have been a worse situation. It could have been like Matthew Tuchuk playing with a broken sternum in Game Four. Um, that that was pretty crazy hearing that news, but. Um, so I, that's sort of what I think about. It's just sort of like whenever I had to deal with injuries, sort of like it could be much worse than it actually is. So I'm the, I don't know if that's your mindset on that at all. Nope, absolutely. I'm the same exact way. You can push through it, push through it. There's no point of not playing. Now, what is the most overrated holiday and what is the most underrated holiday from your in your opinion? In my opinion, the most overrated holiday is probably Halloween. I don't like it. Just not a big dress up costume person. Just don't like it very much. 
And the most underrated holiday, probably, I would probably have to say Women in Sports Day, just because I am a woman in sports. So I think that that's a big day for me. Um, it's February 1st, for those of you who don't know. So I think that that's definitely a big day to recognize and appreciate women in sports because we definitely don't get the recognition that uh, the men do. That's awesome. I would say if my most under overrated is definitely Halloween. I agree with you. I feel like I don't like dressing up. And I feel like once you become an adult, it's sort of there's not much to celebrate for Halloween because the best part of it is trick-or-treating, in my opinion. And then the most underrated is probably 4th of July. I just like uh, so the summer barbecue vibe. So uh, that'll be my most underrated, in my opinion. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? Um, my biggest pet peeve is probably when people like don't listen or are on their phones all the time when you're trying to talk to them and they say that they're listening, but they're really just on their phone. The big pet peeve of mine are just like when you're on the ice and the coach is talking and you're just kind of like having side conversations. It's just the big pet peeve of mine. I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, and a lot, hopefully none of your teammates uh, have bothered you with that uh, in your past four years. So. Yeah, no, no, nothing like that. That's good. That's good. Uh, speaking of your teammates, uh, who has the best style on the team besides yourself? Um, the best style on the team, I would probably have to give to Cassidy Wozniak or Amber Lee. Cassidy's number 32. She's got great style. She'll be coming back for fifth year this year. And then Amber Lee, um, she just graduated this past um, May. So congratulations to her. And then she's number 70. She was our goalie and she had some awesome pads. So she gets credit for that. Now, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? I'd probably have to say Jennifer Anderson just for a typical answer. But other than that, I would probably have to say Hillary Knight just because of her amazing work on the ice. And I think that that would be an awesome person to play myself. Now, last non-hockey question. What is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Um. Oh, the most interesting thing that I just heard actually was the gray whale migration. They swim up to like 14,000 miles. They go from Antarct the Arctic feeding grounds into the lagoons of Mexico. So I thought that was really cool and interesting. And it's one of like the longest migrations of an animal. So that was really interesting. That's cool. Uh, mine's on hockey related, probably just the mock draft for uh, in a couple of weeks, seeing where guys might go, especially the college hockey guys, since I'm very interested in that. So uh, it should be exciting draft. I think it, it looks like a pretty deep draft class from my uh, from my perspective. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, who goes where. Unfortunately, the Bruins don't have a pick in the first round. So won't can't get excited too much for anybody, but still looking forward to seeing what happens with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, getting back to some hockey questions now, uh, what advice would you give uh, younger players who are trying to pursue a college hockey career and become a college hockey player like yourself? Um, some advice I would give to some younger college athletes is definitely don't be afraid to get in the gym, especially when you're in that seventh, eighth grade, like high school range. Like, don't be afraid to hit the gym, get some work off the ice. Don't just focus on on ice things. It's important to focus on your body off the ice, too. And then try some new things. Try some different sports. It's cool. It's fun to be athletic. And it's also help, very helpful on the ice if you're athletic. So try some other sports. Try different things. Um, and then just have fun. And enjoy time with your teammates. I think that's especially important is that don't regret not doing things with your teammates and your friends, making sure that you're not just all head down hockey, just making sure that you're having fun too. That's awesome. I saw that you played lacrosse at Worcester State. What was that like? Um, so I actually didn't end up playing lacrosse at Worcester State. I actually ended up coaching at my old high school instead. Okay. I had the opportunity to play, but I actually didn't end up playing. 
Did you play at Becker? It said on the website that you played, so I was just curious about that. Yeah, I was on the roster, but I actually didn't end up playing. But I did play um, three years at Becker. That's cool. That's cool. What's that? How's that sport help in hockey? Um, I think it definitely helps you visualize just areas and lanes and layers, like just like in hockey, you form lanes and layers in lacrosse, and it also just helps passing backdoor and stuff like that it's the same concept in lacrosse so I think that definitely helps and it also just helps like I said just being athletic really helps well before we end this interview do you have any shout outs you want to give uh, to any of your former teammates with Worcester State any current employees at Amherst or just friends or family and uh, who should we have on the podcast next yeah absolutely so I'm going to give a big shout out to my Worcester State coach Liza Kelly and also the former Becker coach, she's awesome, amazing person, amazing human being. She'll definitely be my friend for life. And then also another person I'll shout out is Raymond Monroe, is that he is my high school coach, followed him to college. And then now he's helping, I'm helping him out with Swan. So those are two just huge people in my life and that they should definitely get some recognition. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast, Kylian. I really appreciate your time. It means so much to myself. I wish you all the best uh, with Amherst College next year. I know you're going to do great and uh, take care and stay safe. And thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It was great talking to you. Oh, oh, oh. You wanna fall in love? You-